A bad intro. Big D energy. Weird sandwiches and two more episodes of Blackout. All of this on Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Hi. Hello and welcome to the show. <laughs> Whoa. That got intense. Yeah. Are you feeling intense? Maybe. You've got it's possible. Big intensity energy. Big E E. Big E energy. Big I E. Big I E. B I E E. Well, we really messed this up. Don't entrust forty-year-olds with trying to trying to spell adapt uh, modern slang phrases. Right. Because we're not allowed to say big big D energy. <laughs> Well, you just said it. I didn't. I just said something. I could have absolutely, I probably did mean something about, because I'm a financial advisor, ah. actually an investment advisor, which has a legal definition. Mm-hmm. I am big on diversification. There we go. So it's big diversification energy. I don't know where you went with it. Get that big diversification energy right. going. It is big, all up in these corporate offices. <laughs> Hey, we've got some diverse topics to cover today. We got a lot of stuff, maybe. That, that's what we in the biz call a segue. Segue. Yes. Not the weird nope, thing. Not that. that they co-opted that term away from us. People ride on and look super cool. Yeah. Heavy S, super cool. Yes. But we do have a diverse selection of. It's not really cool. <laughs> if you ride a segue, I'm sorry. It's not. Cool. What are you doing? Are you trying to do I'm the dishes? I'm destroying the set. What are you doing? <laughs> Whole house is coming down. The kids haven't even started yet, and they will, as we know from yesterday's episode. Was it super loud? Oh my gosh! I'm embarrassed that that's a product I put out, and yet I shamelessly did it anyway. <laughs> that's it why was... you're the producer. I would have been like, "Scrap it. We can't publish this. The audio is terrible." They almost timed it out with some of the things we talked about, <laughs> like big hearing a big noise, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> They're trying to do our sound design upstairs. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Well, I have two, two... Well, you didn't say what the day is. Um, it's, well, it's June 25th, Thank you. after all. Yeah. Okay. I have two things on on June 25th, historically. Okay. good. And I'll go in reverse order. Yes. Because I like to save the longest thing for last when I can. Okay. 19, and I'm squinting. Why did you the make it so small? 1984. 84. Prince releases Purple Rain. Arguably one of the best pop songs. I would sing it right now, but that's not what yeah. the people hired us for. It's not, and we will probably get busted for copyright infringement. No, what, what I would called? do would be so bad, there'd be no <laughs> algorithm out there that could pick it up and be like, oh, that's Purple Rain. <laughs> okay. It's, it's bad. But um, that's a great song. It is a great song. We should listen to it directly after this recording. And Technically, you could pause the video right now and go do it if you're that... Hot to trot. No, let's keep let's keep going with the flow. That's an old phrase. Hot to trot. It's yeah. an old phrase, but a good phrase. Let's bring it back. Okay. Okay. Um, 1938. This was interesting and strange. Native American businesses. This is talking about America. Native Americans. Yes. Originally miscalled. Yes. Indians. Misnomer. Um, something. They had businesses, and they both displayed and used a sign, a symbol. That we would now recognize as a swastika. Mm. 
I don't feel like, I feel like I tried to insert an H. Swastika. I don't think that's right. It's swastika. Okay. Um, the their symbol was pre-existing okay. to the Nazis' use of this symbol. For them, it was a symbol uh, for peace and good. No, for good luck. Okay. Yes, not peace. You take care of peace on your own time. It had to do with good luck. And so they'd included it in a lot of things. But then here comes Hitler ruining everything all over again. And they had to quit using it. Yeah. So there you go. I'm curious about this. I'm going to do some side gooting later for my own curiosity. Because this just this history fact that you found says Native American. But as we know, growing up in a part of the country where there are many different tribes. Like there are different, sure, sure. different tribes spoke different languages, had different culture and customs all across this part of the There was a semi-shared symbology, though. Not not Hundo P. Okay. But there was a semi-shared symbols that crossed over, and okay. that's why you do have... But I think most realistically, you're going to see in art stuff coming from the Navajo and Zuni tribes, because those are the two tribes that most took advantage of when Cortez and Spanish explorers came, you know, all the way through from South Central to North America. Mm -hmm. They brought with them silversmithing and some of that. And, and then that is what these, even current day, these tribes, Navajo jewelry, all of that, these are, this is what I would imagine with no fact to back all this up. These yeah. are the places that would have had a business yeah. surrounding the selling of tribal trinkets and stuff that they'd created, artwork, jewelry, right. stuff. So that's who I would have to imagine yeah. would have seen that. But again, you do have some crossover in the symbology to a degree. I know that I make some things and I use a stamp yeah. from, I believe, Navajo culture that is the rising sun. That's so, right. Yes. There you go. Well, wasn't that interesting? Maybe. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. But if you happen to be jogging and listening to this as one of our good listeners from yes. across the pond That's right. has indicated that she is, yes. then maybe you just made it through a few minutes of a jog and we helped your life a little bit, whether anything we said was true and accurate or not. Maybe. I mean, you're the one that you force people to come to the table with receipts. So that's why I always... And generous with the disclaimer to say, look, this, you know, when there is something that I'm guessing on, I'll tell you, I'm guessing, I'm surmising, I'm putting together some details that are good enough for me in the moment. Okay. But don't, don't take this into the masses and declare your brilliance because somebody not. would call you to the carpet. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Well, thank you for those interesting history factoids. And so... Surmisions, surmisations. Okay. Is there a word there? Those were our not notables. I don't like that. I love it. I don't. Now I will continue to use it. I will edit it out. <laughs> okay, here's a little story I wanted to tell, especially to our supers. That same listener yes. from across the pond that mentioned <laughs> listening to this while jogging also oh. commented. Oh, did she? Yes. To say she, she likes. The idea of being called supers. Okay. Um, so on Friday's episode of Sort of Awesome, the one with my sister and I talking about internet hacks. Yes. I mentioned on that episode that I enjoy an unusual snack, which is peanut butter and dill pickles. 
And Meg's pregnant. <laughs> now, I enjoy those year-round, pregnancy or not. It's delicious. After five kids, do you think maybe the pregnant brain is taking over? I, th this enjoyment of the snack predates pregnancy. Really? You cannot okay. blame this on pregnancy. It's just a checking. delicious snack. I'm just pushing the boundaries of your receipts. Okay. To say, well, what are we talking about? Well, the reason that that snack came up on that episode is because my sister had mentioned something about putting on your peanut butter sandwiches, putting mayonnaise. I heard that. I vomited. I felt like that sounded terrible. But... Then in the main hangout, Kate Nixon, who's been on Sort of Awesome before, she was the one who came on and talked about personal finance and like how to get yourself set on the right financial path from the start. Anyway, she mentioned that her college roommate used to make a sandwich. I want you to hold on. You're probably going to be a little retchy. So just like. We'll see. We'll see. Are there hot in. dogs in it? No. Okay. So long as you don't do the hot dog and the mayo, I might survive. <laughs> okay. It's a sandwich and it has. Mayonnaise, cheese, peanut butter, and sprouts. Okay. Like bean sprouts, I guess. You know, those kind of sprouts. My initial take was this sounds awful and I, I hate it. it. Well, guess what? I made a version of it today and it wasn't terrible. Well, magically, we have none of those ingredients. Tell me more. We don't have sprouts. So okay. what I did, so I said I made a version of it. I adapted it for what we have. What'd you use? So I used two pieces of bread. We used the Sara Lee. We have bread? Yes. Indeed. It was Somebody been lying to me. I'll make you one of these right after we're done recording. We'll make one of these sandwiches. We'll listen to Purple Rain. We'll set ourselves up for a nice evening. But it's morning for you guys, maybe. Anyway. I hope if you haven't had breakfast yet, this doesn't turn your stomach. But what I did is I took two pieces of bread. I put mayonnaise on each side. I am white, so I do have mayonnaise in the house. 50-gallon <laughs> drum of it. I used a sliced cheese that we have on hand, which is a Colby Jack. Uh, so it's Colby Monterey Jack, but it's sliced. Yeah. Slices of Colby Jack, okay? Why you do I have to it, take... You said it was sliced. Why do I... It is sliced. Do you have... Are you trying to slice apologize? What's happening? <laughs> I'm a slice apologist. I guess so. It's Colby Jack. It's sliced. I have it in the fridge. So I put that on there. I did two slices of it. And then on the other side, I put a layer of peanut butter. And then... Wait. We don't... So you put two slices of cheese on the same side? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Then, just let that ride. <laughs> There's no symmetry. No, there is. There was, it was not a symmetrical. Symmetrical. Symmetrical sandwich. Mm. Um, I don't like it. I did a layer of peanut butter. And then, since we don't have sprouts and we don't have lettuce or anything like that, I was like, you know what? I do love peanut butter and pickles. So I took a built a Dill pickle. A bill tickle? <laughs> Shut it. It's a dirty show. Shut I've it. heard about this. Shut it down. It's on the interwebs. <laughs> Probably is. I took a dill pickle. I sliced it nice and thin. I put it on the peanut butter side. I put it together. I ate it. It was not a bad sandwich is what I'm here to tell you. I stand corrected. When I first read, now again, I don't know. Would sprouts be, bring a different taste? Certainly. Well, yeah. But. They're not pickled. So I can't testify to Kate's version of it, but I surprised, when Kate posted that, that in the group, my initial response was, this sounds terrible, but then I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. 
and I tried it and it was not bad, you guys. I will I will make another one. Really? For you. So here, no, 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 no. I'm not I'm not doing this. <laughs> My question words and things being important to both of us theoretically, mm -hmm. is you continue to say it's not bad, it's not bad, it's not it's bad. It's good. It's good. So it's now you're graduating to it was good. It was good. I will make it again for myself. Really? And I'm not I will not apologize. Okay. Well maybe no guarantees, and I'm already backing off on the statement. <laughs> Maybe at some point on a weekend when we, in our copious free time, uh -huh. we will experiment with some sandwiches and things of this nature, and we'll have a true, we'll line up all five kids. Even Nico. Even Nico. Make them try it and see, not what they say, but what their physical responses are. I think this can't go on YouTube because YouTube has some kind of weird thing about, you know, does this video include children? Does it exploit them? Oh, right. We can't put them on so video. So we can't exploit them. We can put them on video. Oh, okay. But this is arguably exploiting children. <laughs> Exploitative to our children. Yes. It's the least they can do, honestly, is help us create content. I would think that YouTube doesn't agree. Okay. So that is my... Um, story from today, as usual, Sort of Awesome continues to change my life, maybe more than it changes the lives of the awesomes. It's okay. So it's good stuff. It's okay. All right. So we have continued to listen to Blackout. Now, Episodes three and four. Three and four is what we're covering today. Nobody has raised their hand to say that they have started listening along with us. That's okay. You should, but that's okay. Right. Get to it sometime. Put it on your list to listen to. Tell me, tell the find people listening what you told me outside about how uh this is one of the few things that you have you find yourself you're compelled like you want yeah. to just keep listening i'm this is hard to put words around because i was going to say i'm a very strict judge but at the same time i'm the guy that watches b movies or will start a series that sucks, <laughs> sucks and have yourself. compulsion to finish what i started there are, what I can say, though, very, very deeply convicted mm -hmm. is that I can say there are few things in my life that I've encountered that have impacted me so deeply yes. that I I want to be like, I'm just going to listen to the whole thing. I don't care. I'm going to, I have to stop, cancel my day. I have to listen to all this. Yes. That's how I feel. Now, I haven't let myself do that. You've practiced an, an extreme amount self-control one might even say a tantric level of self-control perhaps it is tantric listening that may be the third podcast we start <laughs> tantric listening Ooh. i hate it okay it's pretty creepy um <laughs> i've held off because i really wanted for our conversations to center around strictly the episode and not some mm -hmm. Revelation found afterwards. Right, right, right. So right. that we can really dance through the suspicions and the uncertainties as we go. Yes. So I've held off, but it's that good. Uh-huh. And I I do not throw like I said, I watch a lot of garbage, but I don't throw endorsement on it. Yes. I am very, very stringent yes. with what I'm willing to endorse. Yes. And I do endorse this despite other things we've talked about off camera that make me wish I didn't like it as much as I do, all of that. It's good. It's really, really good. Okay. Uh, that is a strong endorsement. And I feel like we should be getting here. paid for that level of... They don't even know who we strength. are. They don't, but they will soon because... 
I can't say all the things that just flooded through my mind. I can't say they're inappropriate, so let's just move ahead. Okay. Episode three is called Slow Boil. And at the opening of this episode, our girl Carla, this is Simon, our main character. This is his wife. Mm -hmm. Our girl is pissed. She's chopping wood in the yard. What is her personality type? Just a guess. You don't have to be accurate. What would you guess? I'm going to guess that she is... We got to remember she's under stress right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess she's probably like an ISTJ. Okay. She likes for things to be the way they're supposed to be. And she is very yep. resistant when things go off the rails. She is not doing okay. Probably pissed when she has to point out to someone else that things are off the rails because yes. you should see this. Exactly. Guess. Yes, exactly. I so, was going to guess, I don't know a lot about all this, but a few of those initials, I'm, I'm like, yeah, for what I know, I agree. So Simon comes out to where she's chopping wood and she lays into him because when we left off on the last episode, Simon had taken off for the uh, radio station, opening it up, trying to get Mm -hmm, people making mm -hmm. connections. So she goes through her list of grievances. They can't find their son, Hunter. They have no idea where he is. They can't call him. She's really freaked out about that. Um, She mentions strangely not. Yeah, I, I mean, know, right? He's a, he's a little bit, but not nearly as concerned as he is with what's around him. I know. Maybe he's of the free-range parenting, and he's like, hey. Could be. You know what? Hunter's going to be okay. He'll Could take be. care of himself. She also mentions that there are swamp Yankees on patrol. I'm guessing she's referring to Randy and Todd with their yep. guns. She is not happy about that. I don't know if I just said an offensive thing when I said swamp Yankees. She said it. We're referencing what yes, she said. Yes, exactly. That, those were not my words. She gets her own gun out. Like, yep. She is not okay. She's really freaked out. Um, she does mention people in the north country. Are yes, there not be- northern. We were confused yeah. last episode. Yes. It is north country. In the north country are either born there or they're running from something. So she is not okay with the chaos right. that is creeping at the edges of her life. I um, have a suspicion. Okay. And I am suspicious, even if TikTok videos insist that <laughs> Don't I should. Don't be suspicious. Yeah. Don't be suspicious. Exactly that. Now we get copyright stricken. Um, they're not born there. Right. They've moved in. Yes. So she's kind of thrown herself under the bus there. Right. But I think really what's going on is she's found herself in a small rural community that wasn't her first pick to go to. Yeah. She went along with semi against her will. Yeah. But there's always a little bit of a chip on her shoulder and not completely unwarranted because if you've ever if you've ever moved into a small community, what you will realize is that they are very, very inwardly turned and somewhat clannish. And even after you've been there for mm-hmm. three, four, five years, they may act like you're part of the crew. Yeah. But you're really not. And you only notice this in moments of high stress like they're experiencing where you begin to realize I'm I'm on the outside still and then all those bad feelings that you compromised on the way in so I feel like this is her lashing out and just being like screw all these backwards people that won't accept us anyway right and as noted in the last episode a theme and this is going to come up again in this episode one of the big themes coming to the surface is we got to take care of our own yes and i'm wondering if she's feeling a little edgy because again it's in high relief that Mm -hmm. they're not one Mm -hmm. of the the berlin's own here and we do have as well and 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 i don't know exactly where this falls in the order but i don't want to move past this Mm -hmm. we have early language into this episode 
references to the powers that be. Yes. And that's yes. something worse is coming. Two yep. different threads and only just men mentioned in an instance, but I feel like those are really important pieces of foreshadowing. For sure. Okay, so then we make a quick switch to the teens who had been camping out in the wilderness. They decided to go get that pilot. He had a pulse. They are currently dragging him through the woods on his parachute. He's barely alive. And they're like all... They keep stopping. Yeah. That was nice. I had a throat bubble. Yeah. That's free. It's okay. Um, they, like, stop more than once to see if he's still breathing. Yes, exactly. They are starting to fight and squabble amongst each other, amongst themselves, and then it starts raining. And at that point, it switches back to Simon, who, again, the concept of this show is he's talking into some kind of recording device to tell us, the listener, basically what happened. So Simon stops and says that sometimes catastrophes don't happen in an instant. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a slow boil. That's the name of our episode. Sometimes it's a slow boil and you don't know you're sitting in the pot until it's too late. And directly before he, he goes into this little diatribe, we actually have experienced our first moment of this happening because Lincoln, he's starting to get weird and hostile. Yes. And it doesn't make a lot Very of sense. Very hostile, yeah. But yeah, there's all of a sudden in this group of four teens, there's some real friction from him. Absolutely. That there's been no prior indication of. So quickly, then they switch back to the teens. They run into, they run onto, not running. They find themselves. They drag themselves into. They drag themselves onto because it's raining. Uh, they see a cabin and an old man comes out gun drawn. Is he old? I assumed that by his voice, a man, a man comes out with his gun drawn on them. Um, if you've ever, this is so, have you ever experienced this? Having a gun drawn on me? Yeah. No. Okay. So I, again, I grew up very rural. Yeah. And even, my town was tiny, but then the outskirts of the town, which counted as population. Right. You had people with vast tracts of land. And I can remember vividly on the south side of our town that there was a person I won't say names to sure. protect the not innocent. Okay. Um, it was just known this, this area, you got to be really careful. And I knew somebody who'd had car trouble out there. Yeah. Not really thinking they were just like, Oh, I'll walk up this driveway, but it ain't a driveway like here in no, no, no. urban know, or suburban area. Yeah. It's about, a long yeah. dirt, yep. maybe gravel, maybe not Mostly driveway, yeah. possibly a mile or longer in right. length. And, as they finally neared the homestead, ultimately seeking a phone to call for help, yeah. they hear the sound of a, <clears throat> a shotgun yeah. being cocked because he saw them coming from a distance was hiding. And this is, I absolutely identify right. with this experience where they're just standing there talking and then here's the sound of a rifle yep. and a voice that from a body they can't yet see. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm here on this person's property. Exactly. Well, it turns out that man is named Dale. And he sees the uh, soaked through state that they're in and that they're dragging a Air Force uh, pilot mm -hmm. on a parachute and he invites them in for whiskey. So in that sense, right. cheers. cheers to you, Dale. You are in that way, our people. But then it, as it turns out. Yeah, maybe, he may be his own so form of people. So we switch to back to the town. The town of Berlin has this Berlin. Berlin. Berlin has decided to call a town hall meeting and they all gather uh, there. You can hear people 
they in fact kind of get in a little bit of a verbal scuffle, Simon mm-hmm. and Carla do, with Lincoln. Remember, Lincoln is Hunter's best friend. Lincoln's dad, who's there, uh, they try to ask if they have any, if the if Lincoln's dad has any information on where the kids could be, and he basically blows them off pretty aggressively. Pretty aggro. And so there's just you can tell by the murmuring in the background, tensions are running high. This is not a happy, clappy town hall meeting. Goodbye, all we're, we're all going to be fine. Yeah, and I feel like most probably aren't. Right. I think what's really, at least to me, intriguing here is that in this exchange. So Lincoln's dad, and I don't recall his name, and I don't care to, he is a prison guard, and he is referencing his biggest concern is keeping power on at the correctional facility. And I feel like if this isn't foreshadowing of something to happen, then the writers truly failed here. Because there is a, not a jail, a prison in the vicinity, which means there are a bunch of convicted, potentially heinous people locked up and the only thing keeping them away from the rest of, at this point, quite disjointed society is whether or not they can keep generators running and gas is not in plentiful supply. That's right. And so that is a little freaky. If the prison doesn't come back, we've decided that will be Tchaikovsky prison. Yes, um, so Madeline, we knew her from the last episode. She's apparently some kind of city council member. She calls the mayor up on stage. But she isn't, actually. Well, yeah, that's true. But somehow she's just inserted, and they note this. Yes, that's like, true. I didn't know she was on the council. Carla sort of notes, like, what? Like, with some skepticism, why is Madeline running this show? But she is. She brings the mayor up on stage. The mayor's a real fancy-pants guy. We're really close to Canada geographically, and he gets up and starts to... You do some French speaking, and he starts out very composed, very politician-like, thinks he's running this yep. show. But the people are shouting insults and questions at him and really being quite rowdy. And by the time his little time on stage ends, he's yelling back at them and is so freaked out because everybody is demanding to know what happens that he starts to tell everyone about Oh, it's not just us. Mm-hmm. It is the electrical grid. And I'm going to let you explain this part because it's not, I'm don't, don't get too in the weeds, but I won't, I won't, you I won't. know an, yeah. uh, a surprising amount about how electricity I works do, in our country. For valid reasons that don't matter, I do. The, the United States is broken up. So, you know, you look and see power lines and all of that. And Theoretically, the way that things work is that you connect the grid in such a way that if one generator of electricity were to go down, that this whole grid is connected so that power could still be received from other generation facilities and everything would be okay. And that starts out at a local level and then branches out so that the United States is broken into three major interconnects or interconnections so that even if this whole major region had a problem, they could open the gate, as it were, of electricity from a neighboring interconnection. Yeah. Ultimately meaning that it's all connected. And he lists these, by name, three major interconnections that are out. So he's effectively saying the entirety of the United States has been impacted by the same thing we're experiencing, which is far more panicky than anybody realizes. Exactly. So people are freaking out, and it becomes immediately apparent as he's saying this, that Madeline is trying to be like, shut it, shut it, shut it, don't say it, don't say it. Right. And he just says it anyway. She's pissed that he says it. 
but she kind of takes the control back and she's like, hey, 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 nobody freak out. This is our chance mm. to make our state motto, which apparently state motto of New Hampshire is live free or die. Yep. Going back to our old colonial days, I'm imagining. This is our chance to make our state motto mean something. And Very so, eager yes. to this end rather than... And she's, like shooting down anybody's hopes that help is coming. She's like, no, let's embrace full on apocalypse. Yes. And she was even before this meeting in the last episode, she's the one that was saying like, it's time for people to learn how to take care of themselves yep. again and learn how to be face to face. Like she's pretty much uh, at this point, we know like she's not bothered by this. She's like kind of excited that this is yeah, happening. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So they find, once they find this out, then, um, Simon's like, well, I got to go find Hunter. I'm just going to go. And so, Does that happen first, or do we go to the, the cut scene of her outside oh, the mayor's house just later? Just right at the end of that meeting, uh, he's like, I'm going to go find Simon. Okay. Then we cut to Madeline showing up at the mayor's house, and she is berating him. She says, you messed up. You told them all the grids are down. Um, that She points out that... He was in office because they committed oh, yeah, election yeah, yeah. fraud to place him there. To place him there. She says elections don't rig themselves. Right. Yes. Right. And then she goes on to point out that he answers to her. Yep. That she communicates with Dale. Remember Dale? Yeah. Like the kids just ran across. And that then Dale is basically the communications broker with between the them. town and whoever this nebulous them is. Yes. Capital T them. Exactly. And so she's like, now I'm going to have to cover with you for the higher ups. And so we, and this is, you know, the first time they were like, Dale, like the out in the woods with the gun. Dale. Right. And with yes. the two house, the two room shack. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, oh yes. We also find out that, uh, was, who had the, okay. So the, the mayor apparently had some army buddies and she wants him to yeah. ask his army buddies. Is this right? Yeah. About why that fighter jet took off after the blackout, because this right. has rattled her. The fact that the fighter jet crashed, but it had taken off after the blackout. And the mayor is like, I don't, how are they going to know anything? And she's like, well, sometimes the government knows things. And I'm like, right. sometimes like not right. all the time the government knows things. Uh, but so the mayor is freaking out at this point. And uh, yeah, and then we switch back to Dale's cabin. Dale's cabin. And we, at the close of this episode, so we have this very, again, transitionally weird Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And we kind of close out the episode with him having kind of a bonding moment with Dale. Yes. Now Dale is running an actual telegraph machine. Yeah. So again, sound dot, design. Dot, dash, dash, all yeah. That. yeah. Sound design's really great. I've never heard a sound, uh, telegraph machine, but you can hear the dot dot dash dashes of Morse code. So mm -hmm. they're they're talking about that. But in this context, yes. Uh, uh, Lincoln couldn't sleep all night, and so he's up at the crack of dawn with Dale. The other kids are asleep and they start to have this big bonding moment for sure. And um Dale is saying all of these things about like, we've lost sight of what work really means. I live out here by myself. 
I eat what I kill. Right, I right. take care of my animals. This is how life is supposed to be. Um, when all of your fancy pants technology and the fails and the dust settles, where, what are you going to be left with? And right. Lincoln's just like nothing. And remember right. Lincoln in the last episode was so excited to go away with his friends to be away from the tyranny of social media. Mm-hmm. So we already knew that Lincoln wasn't super jiving with all of the things that modern teenagers would be into. We know that Lincoln right. does not have a good relationship with his dad. And his dad recognizes in the conversation yeah. with Hunter's parents that basically this kid has hockey and chase and tail. Those are the two things that matter. Yeah, I feel like, and I could be wrong, and I don't care. I feel like what the what the author here is asking us to experience without a lot of explanation is to say one that this is this is a kid with limited opportunities going forward after high school right and that two somehow he's also without the ability to have opportunities somehow wickedly aware yeah self-aware that there's no opportunities also looking around disgruntled with what the world is because he realizes I've already peaked. Yes. Yeah. Which makes him more receptive then uh-huh. to Dale's messaging. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's a, it's just, a stretch, but I'll roll with it. I get it. And Lincoln is just eating up Dale's what Dale's serving with a spoon. So. I mean, I see that part. I just think if that's truly the situation you oh. find yourself in, that you're yeah. probably not self-aware and yeah. socially aware enough to, to connect those dots. You just go through life angry. You don't look and realize and then... Yeah join the forces of previously unknown, potentially evil. Exactly. Okay, so one last switch before this episode ends. Simon, again, is on his way to the Canadian border to try to find Hunter. He stops in at a gas station. There is no gas. The gas station attendant is... Super weird. Not doing okay. Yeah. He's not okay. Super weird. He... If um, there was a weird today or sort of weird podcast, he would be part of the super weirds that... Yeah. <laughs> so he's like trying to clean the windshield for Simon. And Simon's like, you don't have to do that. I just need some gas. And he's like, oh, gas. There's no gas. Right. Everyone came for the gas. The gas is gone. But the um, whole time he's like forcefully cleaning windows. Yes. And wanting to check oil. and Yes. He's bizarre. like, I'll check your check your. I'll check your oil. Are you a frat boy? He's That's like, a whole inside joke. I'm sorry. And he's like, I don't have any oil to change your oil. But, I mean, he's not doing okay. In fact, as they finish the conversation, I mean, Simon's, like, trying to ask him questions. Because the the gas station attendant's like, you can't get into Canada. I see people drive up here to the border. They turn around and come back. You cannot cross into Canada. Mm -hmm. And Simon's like, why? And then the guy's like, I'm just... I'm so sad. I've yeah. got to go lay down. And that's how the episode ends. And then he leaves. It's yeah. so weird. So weird. Yeah. So episode four is called Safe Space. Okay. And so uh, we find Simon at the border crossing. He's trying to get there. Probably miles off. Miles in away. In a line of honking cars. Yes. Traffic gridlock. Talking to some kind of stoner dude. I imagined that he was supposed to be smoking Well, it, if you listen to it, it sounds like you can hear... Puffs on the yes on the weed on the is weed? that the appropriate you tell hot me. new term that kids are using the weed the weed yes that I think that's what the kids call it these okay days. that good, sounds right good. we're up to date yeah um but this kid or person who's smoking pot uh, ostensibly is telling him um, oh yeah like well, I've been here for hours but it's better to be I stuck don't think here. he has a prescription for the pot well in Oklahoma you gotta get that worth. card yes. Yeah. 
Um, but he's like, yeah, we've been here for hours. And he starts relaying information to Simon that he's heard about what else is happening in the country, like Chicago's a war zone. New York City's on fire. There's outbreaks of cholera. Cholera. What? Right? So we were talking about this. Like, does this guy know what he's talking about? And this is actually happening. Or is it almost like a game of telephone? Right. All of these people are, are stuck for hours upon hours in this traffic gridlock. And are people just kind of like milling around and like one person says like, well, I heard New York City's on fire. And then everybody, right. you know, believes that. We don't know. But basically, business is not good right. for the United States. Once again, because I catch details, I'm wondering this mention of cholera, all of that. Is this because? Because we've already we've already so strongly hinted at organized intentional chaos having occurred. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder then, are we pointing to something else to say, hey, beyond just knocking the power out, that there's been the introduction of cholera and other things. Is this a far bigger attack? We don't right. know. We like biological know. warfare type situation. Right. Okay. Well, Simon is like, you know, there's other ways to cross the border. And he like just takes off walking. He's like, I'm just going to walk across the border. I would do that. I yeah. can identify there. Well, he starts to approach the border and gets stopped by a Canadian Mountie. And she's speaking French to him at first because, mm-hmm. again, this right across the border is Quebec. And um, she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I, she's, he's trying to explain my son is in Canada. I need to find him. And she's like, basically, all I know, look, you seem like a nice guy. All I know is we have orders to shoot on sight. Right. She's already broken yeah. rank to not shoot him on sight. And then Simon's like, What? You're Canadian. You're Canadian. And I just wrote in my notes, LOL, 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 LOL. You're supposed to apologize and offer me some poutine. <laughs> With much love to our Canadian. Indeed. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying what I believe. I'm saying the yes, stereotypes the stereotype. that we hear. But so she says, she, she has this almost throwaway line that the border closed just before, before the blackout. Yeah. And Simon is like, question mark what? But she's not going to talk to him. She's supposed to have shot him already. Right. And she's so, just trying to escape. Yeah. That conversation ends there. Well, we pick up with Dale teaching Lincoln how to kill a chicken with his own bare hands. Right. So that happens. And so they're suddenly buds. Yes. I mean, totally. We've made a big transition from just talking cordially to now all of a sudden. They are compadres. Yep. And so Lincoln asks Dale, what do you think that pilot was doing out here? And a few minutes later, the pilot actually wakes up. And then you guys, pandemonium breaks out when the pilot wakes up. Dale freaks out. But you got to build into this. Oh, okay. Because just before he wakes up. So yeah. previously, Hunter had asked in their hopes to head back towards home. Oh, right. Do you have a map? All that. Yes. And and. Dale's like, I'll have to look. I don't think I do. And by the way, it's been raining and this pass that you'd have to cross is flooded. It looks like it's going to rain again. It's a very, a very soft denial Mm -hmm. of the ability to leave. They're rummaging around. They find a map. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell? And then, yes, now the pilot starts to come to. Yep. Dale gets his gun and turns the gun on the pilot. Um, And Dale also keeps insisting that the girls cook. Like he was like, the girls need to get in there and make breakfast. And then later he's like, girls, put some water on to boil for dinner. Like, okay. Right. Um, But then the pilot, he's Dale starts asking him like, 
Like, what were you doing? Why were you making such a low flyover? Right, not about the blackout. No, what were you doing flying over Berlin? Um, and then the pilot was like, first he's like, I don't, again, he's just woken up. He's been comatose for days. Right. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, all I know is we we're supposed to have ears on the ground, but we didn't hear anything. Dale says they don't stop talking until you make them. And then like a scuffle breaks out. Well, and, and he's asking what do you know? Dale's asking, what do you know about us? What do you yeah. know about me and my friends? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like really obsessed with like, what do you know about us? What did you hear? Yeah. Lots of questions. The chaos intensifies. Dale says, if you let that pilot go, we're all dead. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And I don't feel like he's talking about these new arrivals, these right. kids on the scene, he's referencing yeah. we as in me and the group. Me and Madeline and all them folks. All them crazy what yep. swamp Yankees. So we hear three gunshots, we hear a body fall to the ground, and as it turns out, it wasn't Dale who shot that pilot. It was Lincoln. It was Lincoln. Lincoln he has fully crossed over to the dark side. Yep. He shot that pilot dead. Lincoln's girlfriend, Jade? I think is that's Jade right. Is Jade his girlfriend or Kira? I feel like Jade is. Okay. She is in shock. I mean, they all are. Right. They all right. are. But they're all dealing with the weirdness differently, and she definitely goes dark. Yeah. Um. Let's see. <clears throat> Carla teaches Izzy, the twin who's still at home with them, how to use a gun. Um, the kids, not Lincoln, but Hunter and the girls, decide to use some of... Um, There's one more thing, though. Oh. While we're back in that scene okay. of being taught to shoot, then we flash over to Simon, who's getting this weird radio call-in. Oh, Basically, yeah. the call-in, the radio-in yeah. person is, like, somehow not so cloaked, accusing him of being involved in all this. Right. Carla jumps on. She uncorks on yes. the whole thing. And then we jump ahead. Yeah. So the kids, those sneaky kids, decide to roofie. That's what those were their words, not mine. Yeah. Dale yeah, yeah. and Lincoln using a combination of the pills that Jade brought and also moonshine. I mean, they knew he'd be drinking moonshine. They decide to use the pills in the dinner that the girls have been ordered by Dale to make. But that, that's leading into the shooting. That's when Lincoln shoots the pilot. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm remembering wrong. That's why they wanted to Tell drug me to him. shut up and you keep talking. Shut it down. That's okay. why they wanted to drug Lincoln and Dale because, oh my gosh, Lincoln shot somebody. Yes. Thank you. What yes. are we doing? What are we dealing with? So, yes. Yeah, so then the we have the radio exchange. Um, Carla is completely on edge, as Kyle mentioned. Simon is like, I have to... I have to, I've got to go somewhere. He's yeah. he really needs to go find Hunter. And, and Carla's like, wait, 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 let's make, just don't run off. Let's make sure you're prepared. Like we need to get this and that. And she's like, do you, does your flashlight even have batteries? Well, Bill, Bill, radio station owner, Bill is like, radio pops up Bill. And he's like, did you, did anyone yes, say batteries? Someone say batteries. Yes. Bill leads them to, Open, he opens the door. The to Bill Bunker. The Bill Bunker. He has been living in a prepper's paradise. At the radio station. At the radio station, which it's like one building and he lives there, but also on property, mm -hmm. he has built a complete prepper's paradise. Yeah. It has MREs. It has gas masks. It has plastic sheets. It has batteries. Batteries galore. Batteries All the galore. Um, and 
A generator. A generator. And not just any generator, a natural gas Natural generator. gas, because that defeats the problem of diesel, right? right? Yes. And it's weird, though. Well, he and his... I mean, he's a full-on prepper. We find this out. Mm-hmm. And he's not hes not apologizing about it. He's like, look at all this stuff. He's, he's the happiest... Yeah. Non-doomsdayer or doomsdayer that ever doomsdayed. Exactly. He's the happiest... Doomsday Prepper that didn't actually think Doomsday was coming, but here we are. Here we are. Um, And he's like, I've got this generator. And they're all like, "Um, let's don't tell anybody about this. Yeah. (laughs) Which would be the transition. We've talked about previously in these apocalyptic moments where you get these two riveted sides. One who's out to help. The other who's out to take advantage of people. And this is the moment where that group who would normally have been helping others is like, We've seen enough. We can't trust other people. Right. We see that. That's a big transition. Mm-hmm. Because Simon and Carla certainly would have been the more helpful sort. As would Bill, yes. obviously. And definitely Bill would have. But they're all like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't tell us all yeah. about this. Okay. So we switch back to Dale's cabin. They're eating this delicious dinner that the girls have cooked. And Dale is getting more and more agitated as he talks and getting more wound up and starts talking about this is what ha- Well, first he tells them no more stink eye. You don't want to be giving yeah, the don't be eye. giving me the stink eye. Then he starts talking about this is what happens when you have robots doing jobs instead of people, and he's just really blathering on. And then he starts like choking and coughing. And right, the drugs are kicking the in. The drugs kick in, and he passes out. He's unconscious. We don't know if he's dead. I I would be disappointed if he's dead. Okay. Because I feel like he needs to come back and be a problem again. Yeah. He was mixing that moonshine with those pills. It was a sleepy combination for him. Well, Lincoln gets his gun out and turns it on his friends. And Kira, I mean, sorry, Jade. The girlfriend. The girlfriend is. On dark. She has had some kind of psychotic break. She is in shock that her boyfriend murdered someone. She's really having a hard time getting it together. Hunter and Kira are trying to reason with him and be like, what are you doing? And then it becomes apparent that no, 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 like he's serious. He would shoot us. Mm-hmm. And again, they, they start to run and, and Lincoln's chasing them. And so Jade. Well, they haven't run yet. It's while they're, I feel like, and I could be wrong, but okay. I feel like it's while they're in conversation out of nowhere. Jade oh, yeah. comes with what sounds like yes. must be a cast iron pan. Yes. And cracks him in the head, knocks him out. Then right. they run. Then they run. And then we hear Lincoln, apparently it just slowed him down a little. We hear Lincoln chasing them through the woods. Right. Is where we leave off with them. We uh, flash back to, um, to Simon and Carla's house. It's nighttime and they hear someone break into the house. So... Let me interject one thing okay. again because I catch little pieces of language right right before Bill is incapacitated. Dale, Dale, I'm yeah. sorry, Dale yeah. is incapacitated. He is painting the picture of government and big corporation mm-hmm. basically acting together as a cabal against mm-hmm. the rest of the United States. Yes, 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 and yes. Possibly the world, all of this. Then he's out. Then all this goes down and then yes, here we are. So yeah, we're back at the Atani's house. They ha- they hear somebody break into the house. They're freaking out. Uh, they get their gun, go down there. Thankfully, it's Hunter. Thankfully, Hunter and the girls. Hunter and the girls have made it to the Atani's house. So they're Relieved and excited in that moment as Safe Space episode winds down that Hunter is home. So we have that going on. Yes. 
That is the conclusion of episode four. This has been so interesting to think about and talk about. Especially, and I don't, I don't mean this lightly in okay. terms of what's going on in our country, but we have a lot of mayhem going on in our country right now. Right, and, and a pandemic. A pandemic, uh, all the things. And so it would lend one to look and say, well, man, I mean, how much does it take for a group to push to a degree and things happen and who knows, was there organization somewhere higher up that no one saw and right. for the conspiracy theorist or those who are entertained by such things, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. It's making me deeply regretful that I did not follow the prepping path that I wanted to. I've mentioned this on the show before. There's something within me. That's like I could be a full-on prepper, but I never have taken none action of the kids on kids' toys get thrown away. That's why we're going to have entertainment into the apocalypse. We'll use the toys to launch them at people if they try to come up on our property, or lay them out like a trap. Yes, we'll homeload it. Play, and then we steal their stuff. We will, Kevin McAllister. So we're part this of the house. bad group, is what you're saying? No, we're the we're defending nope. our property using nope. toys. I disagree. Okay. Well, so that is Blackout. If you are listening, please let us know. If you are just listening to our recaps, that's also perfectly fine and valid. Either way, we're enjoying it. And that's honestly, selfishly, what we push towards every day. That's right. So, But in the meantime, we do hope that you have an awesome today. Please do. Would you please? Please Please do. Bye. Bye. Tantric sex is both similar and very different from tantric listening. Or so I'm told. Now I'm embarrassed. Goodbye. (laughs) 